Hi everyone and welcome once again to Australian Survivor Talking Tribal, the show with more knowledge and entertainment value than a talent quest on a beach in Fiji. We've got a packed show today, Shannon's going to be joining us on the couch to unpack the week and we've also got a very special surprise guest that not even I know about, is that, that that's still happening? It's still happening, alright, I will uh, be something to look forward to. I th- Think. Now, anyway, to kick off things, we're always joined by the one and only Luke Toki. Brother, welcome back to the Thank show. You. Thank you. Talking some more tribal. That was a pretty epic tribal there. A few blind sides. Oh, it's been a great week. Uh, what Brooke got her revenge, didn't she? And uh, just to see her smile on her face was uh, worth watching. So, A lot of revenge on people's minds this series, right? People want payback, you know, holding those grudges all the way from season one, uh, which is a long time. But, you know, that's what we're here for. You know, I wanted to see revenge. I think I said it in my first uh, episode of Talking Tribal and I'm getting it. So thank you, Brooke. And sorry, (laughs) Flick. I'm sure there's plenty more vengeance where that comes from. We're going to unpack the entire last few episodes and uh, make sure you're up to speed as well. Here's a quick recap of what you might have missed. We start the week at Makuta with Phoebe still feeling uncomfortable after being voted out. So if I can be someone that David trusts, David's not going to want to vote me out. But can anyone trust David? Priority number one for me right now is to burn Phoebe. She is getting close. She gets it. After winning a reward challenge, everyone at Makuta is desperate to find a clue. But it's Phoebe who triumphs. There's a termite mound inside an idol to be found. Cool. One, two, three, go. Makuta wins the immunity challenge, sending Vakama back to tribal council. Back at camp, Harry's plans to take down the Godfather almost unravel as Flick becomes paranoid and starts talking to Matt. She knows the plan that you and I put into Harry. She tells Matt that. She's not going to do that. She, she blinds out of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but after a tremendous battle to stay in the game, Matt was ultimately sent home. Great game, Matt. Thank you, buddy. The Godfather is done, everyone. At Makuta, Phoebe feels the target weighing heavy on her back and foolishly trusts David with her idol clue. I actually cannot believe that Phoebe is telling me about this clue. While Phoebe's back is turned, David has used her clue to find his second idol. People are going to be trying to blindside me and I'm going to be like... At the immunity challenge, Vakama wins immunity, sending Makuta to tribal council. And that's it. The boys drop out. Back at camp, a secret alliance is formed to take down Phoebe. Yeah, 100%. In a devious attempt to gain the trust of his new secret alliance, David shows one of his two idols. So I'll take this out of play, play it for myself, and we just stick to that vote we talked about, and everything's good, we're good to go. The plan works, and despite an initial tied vote, Phoebe, Phoebe is sent packing. The tribe has spoken. At Vakama, the tribe begins to get nervous that they may need to vote out one of their own. Nerves are settled when Harry manages to find a powerful advantage. The power allows you to stop the votes from being read at one tribal council. This means the contents of the urn will remain a mystery and nobody will be eliminated. Vakama puts their all into the immunity challenge, but it's Makuta that triumphs. And just like that, Makuta wins immunity. Brooke sees her opportunity to get revenge on Flick. I'm trying my best to make Flick feel like she's still my best friend in this game. At Tribal Council, a nervous Harry decides to play his advantage. I do not want to play an idol, but... I'm going to play something else instead. But AK manages to put his mind at ease and convince him not to play the advantage. And Flick is sent home. A lot to digest there. Hope that caught you up. But before we break down the week that was, it was a pretty big week. Let's uh, welcome our resident survivor expert, podcast extraordinaire, Shannon Gass. What a week. Shannon, welcome back. That was an intense week of Survivor All-Stars. These people came to play. Sometimes not so well, but definitely to play. Yeah, they've stepped it up, haven't they? I mean, we talked about that previously. Like Everyone feels like because it's All-Stars, they've got to go to the next level, but we're sort of seeing that manifest. Yeah, and I think you don't see it from anyone as much as Dave, who is ruthless, and, you know, Phoebe on the warpath, and he just took her out in such vicious fashion. So 
yeah, no no room to hide in All Stars. Look, I um, I, I still think Phoebe you know, has played quite well up to where she's got. I just feel like she just made a very simple mistake in putting all her chips on Dave. And Dave's not someone you want to put all your chips on. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, it backfired. Well, she read the relationship, I think, completely wrong. Yeah. And I think that, again, she had played well until then. She'd obviously been on, in, you know, in an unfortunate place with the swap, had made fire, had found that clue at the yeah. cake reward. Like, it was all going yes, so well. exactly. And then the fatal flaw, and it's the biggest flaw in the game to just put your trust in the wrong mm. person. Like, for me, it reminded me of JT giving the idol to Russell, what's often seen as, like, the biggest blunder in Survivor yep. history because it's like she didn't give him an idol but she gave him the tools to find an idol and while she completely trusted him she didn't know that he was completely against her so mm. those two things are just so different. Yeah she got burnt twice yeah. in fact by David didn't she? I mean does the outcome change if she doesn't share that intel with him? He's still coming after her he's still going to betray her. Yeah. Well I think yeah she just misread it she didn't realise that Dave wanted revenge uh, she, she in you know kind of turned away from Dave and tried to save Nick and didn't realise that how much Dave was um, quite seedy about it. But the, the beautiful thing is what Dave did so well is didn't let Phoebe know that she, he was so upset with her. He tried to pretend to work together, as he said. He goes, I don't want to work with Phoebe, but I have to work with Phoebe. And he played it great. He, he got to a point where she was so comfortable in thinking that they were good again, that she told him about the idol. And you don't tell anyone about an <laughs> idol unless you know that's that relationship is singed up. Mm. So he, But he wasn't goes, her attempt to tell him about the idol her a effort to placate him and try and singe mm. up that relationship? But she should have mm. known that it was so far gone. Like, he's having confessionals about how he specifically <laughs> wants to burn her. <laughs> so there's no coming back from that. And, like, she was relying on him for two different reasons, to help her find the idol, but, you know, more importantly as his vote because she really needed him and, and Zach to a degree to, to, to have their vote. But if she had put her trust in the right person, if she maybe did go to Nick, for example, and told him about the clue, maybe they could have worked together to find the idol and then she would have been safe there. So he really hurt her both ways. You talked about revenge. We've seen a heap of vengeance in this series. Like, how many votes so far have been motivated <laughs> by people just wanting to get back at someone for either getting rid of one of their allies or just burning them in the past? Yeah, well, yeah. Everyone's got a lot of grudges. Yeah, there is a lot of grudges. and um, But I, that's what I wanted to watch. And I actually... Look, Brooke getting Flick out is still great. Flick getting Brooke out. Either way, like, if Flick was able to get Brooke out twice, would have been great to watch. But if Brooke getting revenge was great to watch. So either way, that relationship has mm. been great to watch. Do you think Flick should have seen it coming a little bit? I think that... Brooke would have been willing to work with Flick a little longer. Like, that mm. six did seem really tight, but it just kind of did make sense once you had to get rid of someone to do that, like, inevitable blindside, which has to happen at some point. So Flick maybe should have taken that opportunity, but, you know, she probably didn't think it would come so soon. And I w wonder for Brooke mm. where she sits in that tribe now, yeah. because AK seems pretty close to both pairs. He obviously saved Harry from using his advantage, so it seems like Harry's in his short-term plans. So if Brooke and Lockie are kind mm. of on the outs of a Shawnee, Harry, AK3, yeah. I wonder if maybe Brooke, maybe the revenge, while I do think she had to get Flick out at a point, maybe that revenge could come back to bite her. But speaking of Harry and that advantage, I mean, he was a nervous Nelly. He was ready to play. Um, what do you think about AK's move to get up and go, mate, no, we're cool, we've got you back? And, and how easy is it or how hard is it to trust someone in that moment? Look, AK, I think, was right trying to convince them to stay strong with Keep and Flick because I felt like he, he thought the Makuta and the uh, Vakama would have joined up and he would have been the next one out. So I thought he did well that. So when he did, they did join up to actually decide to blindside Flick, he still kept everyone good. And to get up and protect Harry from making a wrong play, like gains trust with Harry because no one else got up and saved him. And then Harry taking the leap of faith to sit back down was like, oh, like it's such a hard moment in yeah. tribal council to make the right choice. Because yeah. is AK blindsiding me right now and I'm going home and not playing my clue? You don't know. And um, 
I loved AK getting up and doing that. Yeah, and I think really good from Harry to read that correctly and read mm. his relationship with AK because someone, Sean and Matt, was so famously burned by Benji getting up at the last moment to say, don't play it, and he was lying, but AK wasn't lying. So I think it's a good move from AK. I find that AK-Harry dynamic really interesting because they're sizing each other up. They kind of like mm. the mirror image of each other, these, like, two snakes, <laughs> um, and they're threatened by each other, but I do think that... All of that stuff mm. is further down the track for me. I think short-term they could do a lot of damage together, and I think that clearly Harry and AK are in each other's short-term plans by the fact that AK would help Harry save his advantage. Do you know what it really come down to? Is Harry was about to make an investment, and the accountant came in and said, that's a bad move, you're going to spend your money wrongly, and, and he trusted his accountant, he sat back down. Which, that's, you know what I mean? He trusted exactly. the accountant, you know? He saved him some money. How great is it to have someone when you're on the island who actually knows the numbers and he's thinking about it? Obviously yeah. everyone is, but there must be a couple of people you're playing with who's, who really yeah. picked out exactly how this is going to play out. Well, he's, uh, you know, AK's thinking, come merge... We need to look at our numbers. Mm. And if, if Vakuma or Makuda, um, uh, so if Vakuma has more numbers or whatever, you need to sit there and make sure that you are within the numbers come that first vote, come merge. So AK's thinking about that, and which you need to be. But I also think with numbers in Survivor, like what are the numbers? They're people. Mm. So a lot of like knowing and being able to use the numbers is having a really good social game and understanding mm. people's intentions. And I think for AK, like what he's done so well through the pre-merge so far is really make those connections. Like I think he's closer to either pair than they are to each other. So that's why it's easier to kind of get a sense of the numbers because mm. you, know, you know you're working with people who know what they want to do. Yeah. We lost um, one of the great players, Manny Rogers, mm. you know. Mm. It didn't feel like he had many options, though. Does it sometimes get to the point where you just reach the natural end point of your game? Like, you do not have any more lifelines. You have no one else to bail you out. Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it does. Luke all yeah, yeah, yeah. You will get, and as much as you cry, <laughs> and as much as you whinge, uh, unfortunately, that's what happens. And. Like, all you have to do is look at Matt Rogers' game from the start and to the end, and he played phenomenal. Like, I think he played so great, and even to the point when he was losing and he was potentially going home, he was still pitching a great pitch mm -hmm. to potentially get Flick to come on board and, and make a move. And, you know, and like, it's all-stars. Let's make a big move. He's really going to just stay in this... Pretty alliance because yeah, I, I I I'm surprised that he lasted as long as he did through a really hard swap. Is it a really hot take to say I think he played better the second time than the first time? Like I, I think know so. he, yeah, he didn't I think make so. the merge, but he yep. had so much more adversity to deal mm. with. He he has you know a minority in the pre swap, then he's in this terrible swap. He's played idols correctly this time. You know yeah. I think that where it was kind of one dimensional the first time, great but one-dimensional in running the game. Mm. Like, for him to play from the bottom and get so much done, I actually think was more impressive. Yeah, we we saw at well. the end him say, look, if, you know, I'd made merge, I could have gone yeah. all the way. And there's Completely. a bit of truth to that, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, I mean, he has so many numbers on the other side. Yeah. He you know, still has that Dave connection. He's got Mo Hope and, you know, all, all of his friends on the other mm. side. So I still don't know if Matt Rogers can win. Like, you're going to get him at some point. Yeah. He's a huge mm. threat. But he would have had some legs in the game. One of my favourite Matt Rogers boss moves is wearing the idol yeah. in camp, camp. like, yeah. come get me. Yeah. But, I mean, he did that when people saw him actually find it. David, on the other hand, has an idol that no-one knows he has yeah. and then pulls it out, rocks it at Tribal. Talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, that's a, that's a ballsy move. That's like, mm. I'm the alpha. As Nick said, it's a boss move, you know. Yeah. I, uh, I think it's great. I think that what it does is... is by him putting him around the neck, there is no way he has two idols. He's just put one idol around his neck. Okay, he does flush it or he plays it at another time. No one ever is going to think that he's got another one in his pocket. So it's kind of like a bit of a bluff. And it's a, um, and it's a great move um, to play at that time to make sure no one votes for him. Do you reckon Phoebe realises as soon as he puts it on, oh, my God, that's <laughs> the idol that yeah. I was looking there was, for? I swear there was, like, a tag on it that said Phoebe. <laughs> yeah, it's got a name on it. Yeah. I think, like, strategically, as everything you're saying makes sense mm. and it also kind of tries to strong-arm some people, maybe like a Sean, into working with him because he's just got so much power. Mm. But Dave is also very much about the theatrics. I think he would say the same. And for him to kind of have that confessional where he says he's voting out 
Phoebe and bl bluffing her with his own, her own <laughs> idol at the same time. Like, he's trying to connect her vote out to that betrayal and to that mistake in the game for her, even more so than there maybe is a connection. And I mm. think a lot of that really is theatre, and that's part of, like, what makes him such a great villain. Mm. He is yeah. a brilliant villain. <laughs> I mean, Phoebe was... She was not happy mm. at the end. I love that he tried to give her a hug. No, <laughs> not happening. Like, Please! <laughs> um, we saw in her exit interview, oh. she was like... I'm, I don't have anything nice yeah. to say. I mean, she's she's <laughs> she didn't say anything. Piping hot. How hard is it when you have to sit down after an exit interview straight after Tribal? Oh, I mean, uh, yeah, her emotions were still running through her veins, you know. And I can understand why she, you know, she put all her chips on Dave, and it was all stars. She had a clue. She done so well, and then unfortunately, that was just a. It was like she walked off a cliff. Yeah. You know. I appreciate the, the production kind of giving that silence and that moment to sit with it, because if you think about what Phoebe had been through, getting voted out twice and making mm. fire and finding the clue, and then and then to, in that moment, realise that Dave has betrayed you, not just once mm. by finding your idol, but the second time by not even being your mm. number so that you don't have the numbers and are going mm. home. I would also not have a lot to say. I and, think I'd also be a little speechless. And for a few days leading up to that tribal, yeah. it wasn't just like that tribal you've been betrayed. You have been walking around with that guy in the bush looking for nothing yeah. while he's... While he like, tells oh, you, oh, I think it's yeah. over here. Yeah. Oh, did you try <laughs> over there? Oh, like leading on a wild goose chase. Yeah. Like she's realising in that moment the long-term betrayal. Yeah. Like, it, it is, you know, it is anybody. It's so but, but it's so it's sad. So it's so, it was one of the saddest things yeah. I've seen in the show just to kind of put those things side by side where she's speechless, broken in her <laughs> final words, cut to Dave's voting confessional where he's so brutal mm. and you're like, this game is so hard. This game is but so I'm real. Amplified we with need, We need to not make, make sure that Phoebe, as bad as it is, she still deserves credit. Yeah, she did yeah. so well in the fire. She went in and found that clue. Oh, incredible. And so you know, classily, she, and, just and, cutting it with a knife. Yeah, I don't know why exactly. no one else knew how table manners were out the window. Uh, she, yeah, she deserves uh, a lot of credit, I think, just up to that move. It's just, but you're right, it was pretty moving. There, also, there was that moment in trial which like, don't vote for me. Don't put my hand <laughs> I know, please just, no. I know, and at that point she knows that yeah. the Dave she thinks she knows mm. is actually a very different person. He's been lying to her face for days, maybe a week, maybe, yeah. you know, more so for her to kind of realise what her game, what she thought her game was versus what it's become <laughs> must have been really hard for her. I think that's where we see a lot of that kind of desperation and that, that silence. So I think that, like, for such a legendary mm. player looking back at her game... You know, it really was a roller coaster. Some huge high points, yeah. and then this was just a crash. It is devastating. It is brutal, and we love it. Uh, now we spoke a little bit about Matt and how he is an absolute gun player, and uh, he's become a bit of a fishing buddy of our mate Luke Tokies here. So let's have a look at what happened when these guys caught up for a chat. Well, 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 look what the cat dragged in, eh? If it's not Australia's favourite rugby league player, but worst fisherman, oh, Matt Oh, come on. <laughs> you know I beat you. Uh, <laughs> um, brother, you, you played an amazing game last time. Mm. You played... You fell a bit shorter this time, but how do you think you... Do you think you played a better game this time than last time? Oh, I think my game was much better this time. I, and, and I think, um, you know, I was able to manufacture some moves that, you know, I really had to create from nothing. You know, I had to... You know, that play against, you know, Daisy... I actually didn't want to vote Daisy out. I actually wanted to vote Phoebe out. But I went to Dave with this play in the middle of the night. I'm thinking, I need someone who's going to play here. And, and Dave was the logical choice. Um dragged him outside in the middle of the night to put my cards on the table with the total like thing I've got to put my whole game on the line here and um, and trust him and uh, he bought in and and we made that move happen so to be able to pull that off I was I was pretty stoked and um, then then find the idol and sort of toy with the numbers you know like even though we had the minority we sort of had the power because I had the idol and they knew they had a mole they just didn't know who it was they might have known it was Dave but they couldn't prove it um, we just didn't lose another challenge because if I could have got rid of one more of them, then we genuinely owned the tribe because I had Dave and, and, and us four. So, um, yeah, that was the goal. Couldn't quite get to it. Um, I felt like I survived and, and, I, and I built relationships well, but at tribe spot, man, I just got absolutely buried. I uh, lost everyone and Lydia came over. My only saving grace was Shawnee, um, her vendetta against Lydia and Abby. So, um, you know, I had a chance to sort of, you know, 
try to get to a point where I could make it happen, and I thought I was there, but to no avail. What, um, what made you feel like you could trust Dave? Um, nothing really, um, <laughs> but I had no choice. And, and one thing that I know about the game and, and one thing I know about life is, mate, it's actions that gain trust. So I went to him and like, he sort of mooted to me about maybe we could work together. And, and, and I was just sort of laying down at one point and I thought, right, I've got to go to him with a plan. I didn't even have the idol at this point. And I went, if I can get an idol, this is what I'm going to do. Will you, will you play with me? Will you play with this, uh, this idea? I put it out there and I said, man, I'm going to put my whole game on the line. You could tell me to play that idol for Jackie and I could, you could just put all the votes to me and I'm out. I'm, it's game over. So I'm willing to put my whole game in your hands. And, uh, and he agreed. And, man, I was nervous. Um, I had Lockie in my ear at that trial saying, mate, play it for yourself. You're going to go home. Um, but Lockie had lied to me from day one, you know, after the Jerry vote. So I never trusted any, any, anyone else in that alliance. And um, I knew Dave was a player and he was up for, the, up for the move. So, yeah, it was hard to sort of do it. To, but I, just, I had no choice and, mate, Dave was up for it. So it worked. The rivalry with Lockie and Lydia, um, did you think, like, you would never work with them? Um, you know, if Lydia had to come to me straight away... Uh, on that tribe swap and explained to me what went down and wanted, and wanted to work with me um, in a way to work against um, that, that majority alliance, then, uh, you know, I, I would have I done that. But she, she didn't. She came to me and she, she, she wanted to vote out Shawnee, which I'd already sort of had conversations with and I knew she, didn't, she had a vendetta. So, I, like, I, I needed to work with something. And... Yeah, the, the reality was if, if Shawnee goes home, not only do I have Lockie and, and Brooke and that alliance against me, but Lydia was against me too. And there was, you know, you get the rumblings in camp and you yeah. sort of know what's going down. I mean, I was hearing it from everyone. Oh, Lydia's after you, you know, and she'd already voted out Shane. Um, she tried to vote out Shawnee. Um, yeah, so if Shawnee goes, she's coming straight for me. So it wasn't really a, a big decision. Uh, I, you know, I knew I, I could sort of jump on Shawnee's coattails there and, and sort of guide and, and sort of get myself through. And I was speaking to Johnny and Harry at times throughout the game, like, oh, man, we just got to get to eight. If we get to eight, I've got the idol. Yeah. If we can get to eight, I've got the idol. We can make a play. We can flip this whole game on its head. We can change everything, you know. And, yeah, we got there and it just, you know, it didn't happen. I, I guess, I guess um, that, the, the guys wanted to be extras in the show and not actual players. <laughs> um, all right, so with Lockie, I, I've seen you appealing to him quite a lot. Yep. Did you ever think he would actually come together with you and work with you? Well, here's the thing, man. When, when I made that play at him um, and I missed, um, well, you know, I stuck to my word of what I was going to do and, and um, you, know, I, you know, Harry and Shawnee sort of flipped and went back to the other side. So I missed, you know, and I'd, but I, so I'm thinking I'm not working with Harry and Shawnee. Like I, I've got to try and work back with Lockie now. And my pitch to Lockie was exactly what you saw like on the show. Like, my mate, if, if we lose at least, like there was, if I go home and you lose one more tribal, uh, you're going to have five people in this tribe. And then you're going to go to merge and if I'm not with you, all my people are on that other side, and they're going to be, they're going to be pretty, pretty pissed. And you know, like that was my pitch. I'm like, and he, he knew it and he understood it, but he was just, he was too tied into AK, and AK was, you know, had Phoebe in his ear at, at that um, at the auction, saying, "Oh, Mo's running it," and you know, Matt, and you know, he was just dead set on Matt can't get to merge. Um, but if you were smart, you know, and you want the numbers at 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 merge, you probably would have taken me. Um, but, you know, time will tell whether it was the right move or not. We'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. What were you thinking when Tribe Swap happened oh, and you mate. were just like... <laughs> oh, Tribe Swap from hell. Like, I, I just sort of think about that time. Like, you know, there's the guys digging out of one bag, the girls digging out of another. They obviously do that because they can't have all girls in one tribe and all guys in the other. So they've got to... And, and I understand that. But if, if, if Lockie just grabs Dave's buff and Dave and vice versa, mm. and I've got Dave there who's prepared to play the game um, and just, and, and, you know, and run amok with me. Like, it's a whole new ball game, man. This whole thing is flipped yeah. on its head and we're having a ball. Um, you know, it was disappointing that 
you know, it's just luck, you know, like, and you can't, I mean, what can you do? I mean, to lose all four, like, I was just like, did that just happen? But not only lose all four, but Lydia come over. (laughs) Like, I know she's coming for me. I was like, man, I've got some work to do here. Uh, Shawnee Shawnee being in our tribe was the only saving grace that I could sort of manage to to work with. and, And I had to sort of like, play that like suck up role of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna work with you and yeah, I'm with you guys with AK and and Lockie, oh mate, it was I, it was torture. I personally was um super surprised even how long you lasted um, you know, to last longer than John and certain, you know, like I felt like you should have been the first one out, but you still managed to keep your head down and move up to where you did. So oh, I was, mate. Yeah, I was pretty I, I was I was blown away, honestly. Like you know, watching it back too, I, you know, I look at that, like that, when Lydia put that play on the table to like, let's blindside Matt. Let's, he's got an idol. You know, at least make him play it and then, and, and I'll go home. Like, that's, that, I mean, how, how perfect is that? Like, you've got the opportunity yeah. to blindside me, get me out of the game with an idol and they've got the numbers and it's not going to affect anyone and they don't even take that opportunity. Yeah. I, that was, oh yeah. I mean, I, I mean, everyone's watching it. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I, I didn't see that as, yeah. I mean, I love the game. I love playing the game. You know, it was really cool. I just expected yeah. a, a little bit more to go on, and and I know that, you yeah. know, you're playing. They're playing safe. You know, they want to get to merge, mm. but you know, I reckon for the first two or three votes, you got to do that. You got to find your feet. But then, like when you're getting closer to merge, you've really got to try to shake things up a bit and make sure you're in with the right people who are going to have the numbers at merge. It was obvious that Mo and the crew were running the show on the other side. Um, yeah, I, I was just, I, I thought I might have had an opportunity to sort of, yeah. to, I guess, exploit that. No one, uh, no one wanted to come to the party though, yeah. so yeah, disappointing. Do, do you think, um, you know, it's all-stars, uh, it has been a while since players from season one, season two and even season three have played, that they were just playing too safe? Um, do you think they just, yeah, as you said, they're trying to get to merge and there's not really too many individual uh, big plays happening? Yeah, oh, mate, 100%. I mean, the, the proof's in, in what we're seeing, you know, you know, particularly, well, in my tribe, you know, it was pretty much picking off the, the numbers. The only sort of real play, I guess, was the one that Dave and I put on, which, you know, I understand, like I said in the beginning, like you want to settle down on your numbers and you want to, you know, play with numbers, and numbers are great when they're on your side. Um, but, you know, when the tribe swap happened and then there was the opportunity to flip some things and... You know, I just, you know, to be honest, Luke, I, I just wanted to come, I just wanted to have fun in there. Like, you know, I was actually... You needed me mate, out there. You needed I, mate, me I was inspired there. by your game. <laughs> to be honest, i got to tell you, like, I was yeah, inspired yeah. by your game, yeah. the way you're like, let's go, let's play, yeah. let's make, let's have fun. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to let's, be... Let's be I wanted to be sitting on the couch with my kids mm. and have them laughing and going, wow, that was amazing. You know, not, not yeah. like, are, yeah. you, are you in this show, Dad? Like, where are you? Yeah, and you know, like, oh, you're one of the extras. All oh, right, <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a player. I wanted to be on the on the on yeah. the. And you did, yeah, and and you, and you know what? I loved it. And yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and justify what could have been or what should have been. Man, I got yeah. voted out because you know that, it happened. It it brings it back to that one tribal, which I think is look. I've been a part of quite some big moves over the time, but I really, really enjoyed, and I think most of Australia enjoyed watching that. The biggest tribal ever, where he's blindsided Daisy. Yeah. How did it feel sitting at home watching that? Oh, mate, it was cool because man, I, man, you know what it's like when you go into tribal. Some people sort of lose their medal a bit, you know, and they 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 get nervous, man, and and they can't go. They just say stuff that just blows something up or. Yeah, you're just like, wow, did you just say that? Like, anyway, <laughs> a bit of that sort of, I thought this could go down like really well or this could blow up in our face here. I had no idea they had an idol. Um, fortunately, you know, Dave was smart enough. Like, they found that right at the end before Tribal. He was smart enough to sort of put a little plan in place to say, you've got to go hard at me, you've got to go hard at me. So I really opened up on him and... You know, thinking oh, I've got an idol, I can be arrogant, and um, yeah, it just worked out awesome. And um, yeah, look, sorry to Days, you know, she she's an amazing girl, but um, someone yeah. had to wear it, and um, yeah, yeah, collateral collateral damage. damage. And the, and the golden god was like, mate, I'm in, but it's got to be Daisy. I'm like, sweet, let's do it, baby, let's roll. So uh, it was good. It was There's good so fun. Many layers to yeah, it. there was, and that was the thing. I, like, I didn't even have the idol when I set the plan in place. I wasn't sure whether you know Henry was going to give me the idol. Um, I'm just like, 
you know, even through that challenge, like we nearly won that challenge, you know, and anyway, we lost it. And then he's called me over, he stuffed that lot all down my pants and, um, you know, we're able to, you know, put the plan in place. So, yeah, I was, um, yeah. I was pretty stoked. It's, um, I, I, I believed uh, if Henry didn't get voted out, that adds another little layer at Tribe Swap. You just could have landed together. Oh, mate. You know? Absolutely. To lose such a big player like Henry could have, uh, could have changed the game as well. So. Well, mate, you know, you, know, I, 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 you know, I said it in Tribal last night. Like, there's a difference between working with someone and saving someone. You know, mm. when, you, when you get saved, it, 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 it creates a, a loyalty that's different to a loyalty that, yeah. like, oh, I'm just working with someone, you know. That's someone saved you. You're like, I mean, I got your back. If I'd ended up in the trial with Henry, man, there's, there's no doubt, man, we would have been tight and we would have been working together, mm. you know, purely on the mm. fact of what he did for me. You know, he saved us from going to a 7-3. They're splitting votes. You know, we're just getting picked off like fodder and getting run out of the game. You know, him giving me that idol gave us the opportunity to get rid of one of them, get it to a 6-4 balance and um, not be, you know, on this, you know, the bottom end of that split vote where we just couldn't do anything about it. So, um, yeah, I, I would have loved to have worked with him. Um, unfortunately, the big fella didn't make it, probably went a bit too hard too soon and, um, yeah, paid the price. Do you think um, David threw the last challenge to try to keep you in the game? Um, I mean, you know what David's like. He's he's a freak at everything. Like, he's, that, he's coordinated and, yeah. you know, yeah. he wasn't missing that ring for fun. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I was watching, I was looking back thinking, mate, this is amazing. Because, I, you know, I didn't yeah. say to him on the mat and it was just a whisper, mate, I need your help, I'm in trouble. Um, mm. Yeah, and... and yeah, he's um he's a good guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. Let me just say that. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, now we're gonna throw some dirty, dirty mean words at someone. How do you feel about Harry, Shawnee, and Flick not being able to see past their alliance? Soft. <laughs> Soft as. It's all stars, man. Make a move. Nah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Look, you know, you you played two, I feel like, yeah, two separate games. Like, they're two totally different games when you watch it. You ran the, the Tribe so, such a powerful way in, in, in your season, um, your first season. And this season, you know, you finally got to work from the bottom. Um, do you think this season's, like, humbled you a little bit or you think you've had more fun this season? Or what do you think you took from this season? Oh, man, I, I love this season way more, you know. I, I reckon... Mm. Um, there's a difference between playing from the difference between playing from the bottom and and playing from the top is when you're playing from the bottom, you know there are you know you're on the block, right? So you so you can you're sort of looking for a path through and you can see it clearer. So because you got to mm. in, in in when you're at the top, yeah, you're trying to get you're trying to get through the game, but you're also looking like oh who's coming for me, who's who's trying to knock me mm. off my perch sort of thing. You know, I was trying to get myself to that point, but playing from the bottom, I could see a clear way. And maybe, you know, that's why Harry and, and Shawnee and, and Flick and that wouldn't, wouldn't get off their hands because that, they were in the position where oh, we're okay and we don't have to look too far forward because we're okay right now. Whereas when you're on the bottom, you're sitting on your hands and you're thinking, you're, you're, you're trying to make stuff happen because you're trying to, f you can see that way through. And look, they, you know, for whatever reason, they decide not to, not, not to run with me. Um, so, but I, you know, I just hope they got as much out of the game as what they hoped. I mean, you know, I yeah. certainly did. I loved it. Um, you know, I hope they did yeah. too. All right. So you made some big plays this season. Uh, overall, your whole Survivor experience, what are your three best plays or best moves that you've been involved in? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't take full credit for voting Lydia out um, in season one. Um, I mean, the ship hadn't sailed, um, but it was untied at the dock and I probably kicked it away from the dock. So um, I was pretty happy with, <laughs> with that move. Um, it was a bit of a blindside and... Um, yeah, I love Liz. She's a great, great player and she's a good, great person. Um, but that was a move that, you know, it sort of it shifted the game. Probably didn't help me really in the end, but it shifted the game. And, um, yeah, I was pretty confident that Lib was going to come after me anyway. So it was one that yeah, I was pretty happy with. But the two, the two things that happened in, um, in this se se season, like that play with David to, to blindside Daisy was probably... Um, one of, one of my favourite. I mean, it was a, it was a yeah, it was probably my favourite move to be able to pull it all together. There was plenty of layers to it. But then, like finding the idol in front of everyone and telling Lockie I'm a good guesser, 
Um, <laughs> that felt pretty good. Yeah, you could probably get a job with Bold and Beautiful after um, that acting, you know, yeah, playing the role for Jackie. <laughs> um, uh, what was the feeling, I guess, um, of not being blindsided and going um, rather than the first time being blindsided with the idol in your pocket, like the emotions? Um, yeah, being blindsided, I, I sort of... <laughs> I'm not sure whether I liked it more or, or, or I mean, you're out. I mean, that sucks. You know, you're out of the game. Um, I just, it was just sort of like a real anti-climax to go out the way that I went out. Six people, mm. all against me. Um, I knew it was, it was sort of like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm going home. Um, we need to win this immunity challenge or I'm, or I'm done. Um, versus being blindsided, coming home with an idol, having a bit of a story to tell, like being shocked, like, wow, like th- that was amazing <laughs> that they got me like that. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I probably would have rather go out um, via Lydia's blindside two pr- tribals earlier. Um, mm. But, hey, I lasted two more eps and got to sort of try to weave yeah. a bit of magic and, and couldn't quite pull it off. But, yeah, I'd say um, it was yeah. a bit, 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 bit more anticlimactic um, going out the way I went out this time. Who do you think... Uh, will be crowned sole survivor of 2000. Mate, it's so hard to say. There's so much game still to play. Um, I mean, we, we haven't even got to merge yet, and when merge comes, things are going to be shifted. Um, I know, you know, looking at, you know, like I said last night on the episode, that, you know, if, if Vakama Gale is a minority um, and, you know, Mo and, and crew are running the show over there on, um, on Makuta, uh, I, th- I think they're going to just pick him off, but uh, you know we'll wait and see. I mean, Lockie's not a not a dummy; he's a smart player. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, you've heard it here first: the Godfather. Eh? You <laughs> <laughs> didn't even make merge. Didn't even make merge. <laughs> what about this? <laughs> no, you played a great game. Um, cheers for the interview, Maddie, and we'll catch up soon. Oi, fish and trip round two. Hey, Husey here. You can't get enough of Husey. We have a problem. Channel 10's hit show. Well, now there's more to get. We've got a podcast. Find it at your favourite podcast app. Welcome back. This is Australian Survivor Talking Tribal. Now, as promised, we've got a very special guest joining us on the couch right now. But uh, apparently we still don't know who it is. Uh, It's probably getting a little bit awkward for me. Look, I've lined up some questions for you, so I'm not going to tell you, but you're going to have to You know to who it is. I know. I've got secrets. What's new? <laughs> so, look, hang around, and uh, I'm going to play some things for you. All right. I believe in romance, but I haven't always been lucky in love. What? <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon? Uh, is it uh, the honey badger? Mm, let's try something different. Music was a passion of mine from a young age, but I found my true voice later in life. Found my true voice. Farnsey? John Farnham? All right, I've got one more clue, right. okay? Okay. If you can't get this, I'll, I'll actually welcome the person on. Right, let's do it. I used to host a talent show with this guy. Okay. What was his name again? Jimmy Mickleton? James Matheson. <laughs> Osher Ginsberg. Ah, the G-Man originally. Is that him? Is buddy. he here? Here we go. Hey! Hey, brother. Hey, Luke. Oh. Nice to see you, uh, brother. Oh, so good to see you, mate. I'm all right. There we go. I'm all right. Oh, How are yeah. you? People's champion. Ah. <laughs> it's finally good to meet you. It's so good to meet you. I know you've got a show here. I know you've got important stuff to mm. talk about, About, but I don't care about any of that. No. Nah. Um, I shoot a show called Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. We use camera people that work on your show. Oh, do you? Oh, so here you've we got go. some inside knowledge. You are on the hot spot. You're on the hot seat right now. It's right at the head of the segment, so they can't edit this out. They won't okay. let me walk okay. in again. all right. When you found the clue... Like three, right before you knifed Abby, when yep. you found the clue, did you stop because you heard the cameraman stop behind you when you found it in the bow of the tree? No. Bullshit. <laughs> you heard them, I promise. I watched you look straight down the barrel and straight at the thing. 
Any truth to that? No, nah, not the truth. <laughs> nah, you're, you're Total bullshit. <laughs> Great to have you on the show. That was our little uh, mask singer type intro. We're just with a lower budget. I, I love it. And, you know, particular, I hope Warner Brothers never find out about that because the licence fee to use that kind of device will probably take care of this entire show. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is great. You're the greatest Survivor fan. I don't know if you understand how much of a Survivor fan James Matheson yeah, he's is. Yeah, right? so to be the host. In the first episodes of Australian Idol, I reckon 2003, 2004, you weren't born. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> You go, oh, so, Jimmy, what do you think about, you know, Cosmo DeVito's nodules? You'd be like, can't talk. I'm busy watching this DVD that I have acquired <laughs> from the internet um, of, this, of this show, probably of this show <laughs> featuring Jeff Probst and him and Digby, one of the other, other producers, that all they would do was talk about American Survivor. That is all he would talk about. I can imagine it. He would have had the buff over his boobs. Totally. We had that bone buff. <laughs> He did, he did. And then, uh, it was, which is terrible, because then all I had left to do was, all I could do was talk with Mark Holden, and that was tough going. Yeah. Tough going, because yeah. that was all we could talk about. No, I brought a lot of people into the Survivor team. You really have. Hopefully yeah. more. Um, you would have seen some pretty passionate fans on all the shows you've hosted. Yeah. But there is something quite different about Survivor diehards. What do you think it is about them and about the show? I think it's kind of like why people enjoyed watching televised poker. We love knowing that this person is lying to someone's face mm. really, really convincingly. We love knowing that we're on the inside, particularly if we know the nuances of how they work, particularly just like watching the... We know that Luke's been in the spy shack for two straight days, you know, <laughs> holding onto his wee, just not weeing for hours at a time <laughs> while people tinkle water right in front of him. Must have been really difficult. They're like, uh, the rice is missing and I'm just sitting there. Yeah, um, but, but then when he comes out with that intel, we're like, we know something that they don't know. I think that's... That's the thing that people love about this show. Yeah. There are quite a unique fan base, aren't they, the Survivor diehards, Luke? Uh, yeah, like, really, they pick up on the smallest things. They analyse each move. They analyse if they're the right move or, the, you know, or the wrong move. And, um, yeah, you, they, uh, they keep you honest, you know, the old Survivor community. Is there uh, anyone in particular who you've loved over the few Australian Survivor seasons? Who, who's your favourite? I think, for me, the... the for, what really speaks the most about why the show is important for people to watch, it's, 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 it's a masterclass in how people are manipulating you through your day-to-day life. All right, that's that's really what it is. It's manipulating other people and other people getting what they want, either for good or for ill. And the masterclass, I'm sorry, no. was watching Pia's final plea to um, the jury. Um, you've got these oh, okay. two people who made yeah. it right to the very end. Mm. You get one whose job is to day to day communicate a message of 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 authenticity and and empowerment. And I, this is why you want this for me too and a guy who's never once in his life ever had to persuade anyone of anything, all right? And it was just like, well, that's why someone like Baden needs to be, like, from a kid, learning how to speak to other people, learning how to not be a loner, learning, like, because he's never ever had to persuade anyone of anything in his life. He was dead in the water up against Pia in that final moment, and it was just extraordinary. Right, so you're a Pia lover. Mate, she was amazing. Oh, she, she was... She did good. She um, did really That good. final moment was amazing. And I don't know, she, she caught... She got know, every single vote. She got every single vote of that uh, jury. And I, you know, I've got to say this, it was, it was super unfair the way Australia treated her afterwards. I was really disappointed in that. You know, it's like, dude, it's just the game, man. It's just the game. Mm. And Australia got behind you mm. incredibly mm. and, like, everybody won in the end, but mm. people just took her to the cleaners in public. Mm. And it's like, come on, just because she's a woman and she's smart, mm. just there's no need to be like that. And it really disappointed me. Yeah, she was a hell of a player. Yeah, she Much is. respect. Yeah. Um, what about you? You ever thought about maybe going on the show? How do you think you'd go? What sort of game player would you be? I'm t- you know me, I, 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 I'm good at my job because my face tells you what I'm thinking before I've said it. All right, that's why I'm good at being on television. I'd be terrible at Survivor unless... I made a deal with the devil and decided to just absolutely, completely lie to everyone, completely, and just go, right, this next 56 days, that's it. I'm not telling the truth to anybody I mean. Yeah, right, but he will tell you, this guy will tell you, you can't be a character for that long to no. that many people. It's impossible, mm. right? Yeah, look, I, uh, I, I want to know exactly how you go. <laughs> like, actually, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'd, I'd, you know? I'd probably want to do, I'd probably want a Janine Alice style, do some yeah. sort of boot camp. 
Yeah. And some yoga. Well, no. Like, I, I, I went diving in, I, I go to Fiji quite a bit for okay. work, and my wife's from Fiji, so we yeah. travel there quite often. Okay. And we were doing some dive. I love to scuba dive, and we were diving right near where they shoot the American one. Yeah. Uh, the very, like, next, yep. next yep. island over. And the guy who was driving the boat said, Oh, yeah, these two Americans came down. Um, last week, they were here for two straight weeks. They knew they were going on the American version in August. Yep. They come down in December and they paid two guys from the village, say, for two weeks, I want you to show me how to catch every fish, make every shelter, start every fire. What can I eat? What can I not eat? How can I live? I would do that sort of thing. If I was going on Australian Survivor, I would just go into boot camp mode. Mm. And that would involve, too, like some sort of psychological how do I lie to someone's face. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the, well, in, when you look at the whole game, but the survival side's starting to take a bit of the back seat. Um, all these little things, it's now becoming such a strategic mm. numbers game and social game uh, that, I, I don't know, like being able to boil rice or being able to catch a fish, I don't think is, is now Sort of becomes secondary. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Do you think Australian Survivor, this is a question for both of you, do you think Australian Survivor, the way that we are as a culture, as a nation, lends itself to goats getting further along in the game? Uh, you know, it's, you know, it's what you uh, perceive as a goat. You know, as, as some people, um, like Dave even put it out to Pia. Pia shut him down, bang, and, and it was great to watch, you know? And I feel like when you say goats, it's, it's what you perceive, you know, what you've seen out there and, and, and people being able to count the numbers or make wrong moves at tribal. Like, everyone has a true story in a game. And, and, and if whether you're playing a, a very visible game or a quiet game, you know, calling someone a goat is maybe not. Yeah, I'm not convinced. I think we've, I think Aussies are really good bullshit detectors. Mm. You know, not necessarily about lies, but about if someone is feigning authenticity in a relationship. Mm. So I think the Australian survivors have been really good at, in that. Jericho's sense. tears and tribal. Yeah, stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know, perfect right? example, man. Exactly. He that turned was... it on, and everyone's like, oh, nah, not having I'm it. it. But, you know, those the, the uh, more overt lies, mm. yeah, they, they, you can get away with them, but the real relationships, I don't, I, Australian survivors, they're much difficult, more difficult to pull off, I reckon, because we've got yeah. that bullshit radar, I reckon. Um, you're in good shape at the moment. Try to be. What, uh, what, what sort of challenges do <laughs> you reckon you'd excel at if we got down to it? Oh. These ones are pain points, uh. holding something up with your legs, well, I'd probably, chucking uh. coconuts at a wall. I could do the chucky coconutty thing stuff. No worries, but I'm, I've got, like, osteoarthritis in both hips. I actually oh, need... Yeah, no, I'm not even lying. Yeah, don't, no. don't put that on the application <laughs> yeah. form. I actually, I actually need a hip replacement. Yeah. I need a hip replacement right now, but because we like have... an old dog. I know. But to have... Because we've got Batch, Bachelorette and Mars Singer this year, I'm going to have to wait till after all those shows are done until I get my new robotic hip put in. So I don't know if they'll allow me to go. Oh, so you're going to be walking into the next Bachelor like... <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I already walk... I only move one arm when I walk anyway, Luke, so it's going <laughs> to... <laughs> He's a robot. The T100. Totally, man. T1000, bro. Yeah. I mean, because, yeah, you got Fijian. Your offspring has got Fijian blood. He sure does. In him. He know? does. Maybe you can rear him to become a future. Oh, like, a, like an Eastern European back in the day when they just get to decide this is what sport you're going to play for life. I will totally do that. Without him knowing, I will, I will raise him to be a survivor <laughs> champion. I mean, he could do worse. <laughs> he could do worse. You know, he'd resent you and hate you, but he could be a sole survivor. Yeah, I mean, that's my boy. That's my boy. I reckon uh, G, my, my teenager, I think she'd be very, very good at yeah. it. She's extraordinary. She's a very powerful, uh, very powerful person and she's a very, very skilled uh, observer of, of nuance, um, which I think... I, I, I can't tell if people are upset or, or happy with me. That's a bit a, a weird, you know, result of how I grew up. Is that the osteoarthritis as no, well? No, no. <laughs> something that involves thousands of dollars worth of therapy. Um, but I think that that's the biggest thing, problem I have. Um, obviously, we talked about, you know, you do all right at some challenges and you do a bit of scuba diving. You're in the water quite a bit. Yeah. How do you think you'd go with this challenge? This was the swimming against the current challenge, which <laughs> looked absolutely brutal for a lot of contestants. Some of them weren't even going anywhere. They were uh, going backwards. And there was a bit of controversy when Jonathan talked about the fact that, you know, it was a non-contact challenge and Lockie was disqualified. 
Do you reckon that was the right call? It's not water polo, mate. I watch my kid, I watch G play water polo every week and there's yeah. a lot of, lot of work going on under the, under the water in water polo. Let's, come on, Lockie. This, this isn't water polo. But if, right. that was, if that was me, I would constantly be narrating my own demise like I was narrating myself on Bondi Rescue. <laughs> like, Osher's struggling against the rip. He looks like he's in trouble. Someone Hop- throw him a float. <laughs> Hoppo mans the jet ski. <laughs> you know? That's the way to play it. Underwater, like they do a lot of this in the... In water polo. Oh my god! Tugging at the shorts. I've seen I've seen G come out. She's got scratches down her legs, and because it's all happening underneath the oh, waterline. Yeah, Ziggy, sure. Ziggy's an yeah. Olympic water polo player, and it's that's a the toughest, brutal oh, that's game. That's probably the toughest Luke. sport I can think it's of. It's a yeah. brutal game. It's been an amazing season. You got a particular favourite? I'd have to say David. Yeah, well, I really, really would. Um, he's just this perfect blend for me of confidence um, and arrogance, but he's got the absolute skill to back it up. You asked me before if I'd be okay at this game. I failed math so terribly. I can't, when they go, I haven't got the numbers, I'm like, hang on, I can't count how many people are there. I don't know how many people. I'm struggling to make up my mind. I'm like Matt in that first season when he uh, left with an idol in his pocket because his face is like this. He's trying to figure out how many people he's got and then he walks because he's still got the idol in his pocket. That would be me. Uh, I'd be like trying to do the maths. People would bust me all the time writing numbers in the sand because I can't think of numbers that well. But I think David Janay is just absolutely crazy crushing this. Yeah. Really, really is. You see, man, that guy is gold television. He really is. But he's, his strategy is up there. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. It's not arrogance if you can back it up, and he mm. is backing it up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just before we go, man, who has been your player of the week? Who do you reckon has been outstanding? Uh, yeah, Dave. <laughs> it's pretty simple. Like, he's playing chess out there, uh, you know, and he's the queen running around. Just He's feels like just knocking everyone off the board. Who, um, who, uh, who should be worried, though? Who do you reckon is in trouble? Yeah, right now I'm thinking Nick is just looking da- like looking not that well. Yeah, if he doesn't make merge, things could be pretty sketchy for him, yeah. I reckon. All right, uh, almost time to go. Quick question for you, Osha, before we go. If the Survivor Gods did come calling, uh, would you take him up on the offer, spend 50 days... Oh, absolutely. In Fiji. Yeah. You do it? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because the only reason that I would ever get a chance to go on Survivor is if Bachelor stops filming, because we shoot at the same time of year. And if Bachelor stops filming, that means I need to find a way to pay my mortgage. So, yes, 100%, I would take the job. <laughs> you never know. Brother, thank you. Anything always a you, joy. Mate. Anything for you. Um, it's good to meet you, you brother. Man. Yeah, you too. Thanks for joining us today, Luke, as always. And big thanks to Shannon Gus, our extraordinaire expert. Make sure you keep watching Survivor Monday, Tuesday and Wednesdays at 7.30 on 10. And a brand new Australian Survivor Talking Tribal will be every Wednesday on 10 Play. In your socials and on the podcast straight after Wednesday's episode of All Start. We'll see you next week.